welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. I'm John Brewer. And I'm Stephen Gross. And this is our second episode with our guest star, Stephen. Stephen. Uh, and I'm very glad to be here. This is another episode that we're recording in sunny Georgia on our trip down south. I don't know when this one's going to come out. Oh. you have any idea, John? A few weeks. Maybe not, because I might want to read Pet Cemetery before this comes out, so maybe we just oh, won't oof. put it up. No, that's gonna. That's, Pet Cemetery is pretty far down on my list of uh, things to watch. It's my favorite one he wrote. Oh. It's your what? It's my favorite one he's written. It's other your than favorite one he's written? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into that conversation, but now you guys know that we're going to be talking about Pet Cemetery. We're very excited about that. Uh, so, John, which version of Pet Cemetery are you watching? The original. The only version. 1989, and on what uh, what platform? How can people watch it? Oh, well, we are watching this on Vudu, but it's available just about anywhere where you can rent. Yeah, you, I think even YouTube. You can just rent it right mm-hmm. off of that. Hear that, kids? Get your mom's login. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, make sure to uh, that that just to make her not think that she's slowly going insane because you're renting things. No, maybe I'll cut that out. Maybe not. I don't know, Steve. Uh, you should definitely leave it in. I think it's yeah. a public service announcement. <laughs> okay, so I'm very glad to be watching this here. Um, and again, I don't know if we're gonna have this come out the next time we do Stephen King, or if we're gonna save this for some future thing. But I'm very excited. There might be some ambient noise. Our grandmother is uh, is here in the room with us, trying to sleep, and we're being loud and obnoxious. Family tradition? As <laughs> yeah, she's John, used to that. You're no, practically was a, gross. That was a question. Oh. <laughs> it was. It went up at the end. Must be that UP accent that's yeah, that I saw. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's, yeah, yeah. So, pet cemetery. I really like this having Stephen here. Because you're kind of like the historian of uh, my viewing habits, especially of things like Pet Cemetery. Uh, so before we get to me and Steve on this, John, when's the first time you watched this? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was before I had long-term memory. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a small, small child. Would you have seen it with your parents? Either that or my older brothers. No, it came out in 1989. Okay. Well, and you were 11. Really? Oh, that's right, yeah. So did you not well, have long-term memory when you were 11? Have, I still don't have long-term memory. Oh, no! Yeah, he was asking me who you were a little bit earlier. Oh, no. What happened on June 12th, John? Um, 9-11. Oh, my God. Never forget. Never, <laughs> Never forget. forget. I can't too remember. Too soon? Can't I let him win. It's probably too soon. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, Pet Cemetery came out in 1989. John, did you, so do you think you would have seen this one in theaters or rented it? Oh, I would have rented it. Okay. We rented, like... Every horror movie as it came to the video store. Okay. So I probably would have read to this in 1990. So okay. 12. All right. So would have, uh, you guys got the movies that soon with, uh, you know, up there in the UP? Yeah. You know, they come on horse and buggy or something like that? Yeah. The Pony Express wasn't that slow. Okay. Well, uh, Steve, I mean, yes. so in my recollection, <clears throat> we watched this a lot. Yeah, we did. And so I couldn't tell you when I've seen it. I, I remember like... 1990. 1990. Was it in the same way of renting or on television? Uh, we rented it first. Uh-huh. Uh, it, there was a video store across the street from yeah. our apartment complex, and we rented it there. And then I somehow got a copy of it when I was like 13. Yeah. And we, uh, I, I watched it at least once a week for five years. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it, I was... Like, I read the book. 
I think before I saw the movie. We had Pet Cemetery in the house, and I read it. We had a family rule where if you could read it, you could. If you wanted to read a thing, you could read it. But sometimes you wouldn't be allowed to watch a thing. So that's how I ended up watching, reading Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and not seeing the movie until about a right. year or two later. Yeah. Even though it's far worse in the book form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so so yeah so I've seen it many times. It's, it's kind of like that killer clowns from outer space. Like I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. Right. Um, I've seen it as an adult once, maybe, maybe maybe not even then. Because I know I've seen it many times. I remember being hot and uncomfortable, so I'm pretty sure I saw it sometimes in the summer in Savannah, but also in Atlanta. Um, so I know we've seen it at, I remember watching it at Kathy's house, mm -hmm. um, and amongst other places too. So, so this is a movie I've seen a lot. I don't know that I've seen it as an adult and I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I sure have. So <laughs> I've sure seen it as an adult. When's the last time you saw it? Oh God. It, my, probably about 10 years ago. 10 years maybe. ago? Yeah. So when you were like 55? Uh, more about 50. <laughs> <laughs> okay, old man. How about you? How about you, Steve? How about you, John? Um, last time you I don't saw remember it. the last time I've seen this. I know I've seen it as an adult, but that was probably also 10, 15 years ago. Okay. And before we get started, I want to ask you guys what is the most memorable scene of Pet Cemetery to you without thinking about it? Go, John. Um, well, there's a couple of them. First one. Uh, Probably the, the Fred Gwynn, sometimes dead is better. Oh. Just that line always stuck with me. I sometimes dead is better. How about you, Steve? Denise Crosby stumbling in at the end of the movie. She's got that leaky eye. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. For me, it's the, um, I don't even know if it's Pet Cemetery 1 or 2, the little kid that cuts it's, the it's Achilles. One. Okay. The kid, the little yes. dead toddler cutting the Achilles the tendon engage. Yeah. Of, uh, of the dude. Judd. Yep. Yeah, that's like to my in my life that it was a trauma. Like the idea of having your Achilles tendon cut, I guess, like stayed with me. And we got to make sure that all the kids stay upstairs for this film. <laughs> we did kick the youngest out. It was like, eh. I yeah. know I was five when I saw it, but I think the older kids would be fine with this one. But yeah, I think so. The youngest probably not so much. Probably not so much. Maybe at Christmas. It's weird how when you watch a movie when you're younger. And it's current, and it's like you know, in you know, the movie has come out, and you're living in the reality that movie comes out in. It's the scariest thing in the world, but and you can actually go back and watch horror movies from like the seventies. Yeah. It's almost it, they, they may be scary, but they're in no way near as impactful as they would be if you had been growing up when that movie came out. Yeah. You can go back, like, I've watched The Exorcist, and I thought it was a great, you know, it's great and it's scary, but like, I wouldn't flee the theaters. From when when I watched it, you know, like like they were doing in the seventies. But how do you feel about watching a movie for the first time, though? Oh, and The Exorcist was like the scariest movie up until then. Right. Yeah. That's like the scariest thing I ever seen. Yes. But like it's but like since you come later. Yeah. And... Well, they're seeing it in the theater, but then there's also seeing it. That's the interesting thing because if you come later, is it that? There was the kind of oldness of the characters, oldness of the people that are there. You're that out of place. You. You're out of yeah. place. You're you're observing it like you would. You're watching it like you would observe somebody else's dream, mm. basically. You know, and and at the time too, there was 
all kinds of hype around it. I mean, the Catholic Church oh, saying yeah. that the devil was in the cellulite. You stop bragging on the Catholic Church in this podcast, man. <laughs> we actually did say that, Well, well once yeah, we they stop doing crazy shit, I will stop talking about them. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> go I don't know, horse. because there <laughs> yeah. are things that came out, of course, that I think of, like, being a child and watching this sort of thing. And, like, right. when we first saw Blade Runner, when I first saw Blade Runner... I must have been five. Right. And I can't, I don't know if you remember the first time we rented it or something, but it came out in 1980. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it came out five years before I was born. Right. And I can't imagine you would have seen it. Oh, you know, that. I saw it a long time before. I saw really? it when like, I was, I saw out? it when I was about five. Really? Yeah. Remember? Because Na- it came out when you were about five. Nana and uh, them had the first VCR on Tybee. Yeah. Oh, they had and, the first one on Tybee? Yeah. And yeah. they rented Blade Runner. And I think Bruce was a big fan of it. And yeah. I saw it. Yeah. I've seen it a few times. So I was, oh. that one really affected me as a child. I still think about it. I talk about it in my intro to philosophy classes. Actually, I'm going to do Descartes because of the idea of just, I talked about it in the podcast before as well, the idea of just having your memories implanted mm-hmm. really freaked me out but I had the same reaction to Invasion of the Body Snatchers the original right I think it's because I watched all this stuff when I was five like well I think it was just being so five your it's biggest that, problem is how do you know you're you yeah my I biggest think, problem is that yeah. how do you know you're you and how do you stop yourself from getting taken over by something else I don't it was always issue with that and um and the earth exploding that's one of those nerd philosophy existential crisis that y'all <laughs> I had um, a colleague in grad school that just refused I don't know why some some philosophy males he's a nice guy but like sometimes they do stuff and it just drives you nuts because they refuse to believe the thing you say and right. he refused to believe that I thought that or I had seen Blade Runner when right. I was five oh. because of how mad how crazy that would be and it was so infuriating to have some man tell me that I don't understand what I was thinking. I actually got the wrong impression. I thought he just didn't believe anything philosophy-wise, and so he was like, "Excuse me, can you go get a man to repeat what you just said?" <laughs> no, I've had. Is your students, husband home? <laughs> I've had students that try to do stuff like that, and it doesn't go well for them. I would imagine. No, that. no, but you know, everyone has to live and learn. When I have a crazy off-topic Blade Runner, Blade Runner fact. Yes. Doug Benson was in Blade Runner. Most people don't know D- that. Douglas Doug Lewis? Yep. What character was he? He was just an extra. Oh. As he's seen right here. That's yeah. awesome. Weird no, wait, that's him in Blade Runner? Yes, it is. I didn't realize Doug Benson was that old. He is that old. Because he's like a young man in Blade Runner. Yes, very young man. And that came out, what, 40 years ago? I keep. I need to stop like slamming Didn't glass against 1989? glass. Okay. Right. He was uh, 27 in 1989. I thought Blade yeah. Runner came out in 1990 or 1980. Was nine, oh, yeah, then he would have been 18. Okay. All right. Very chiseled jaw, that Doug Benson. Yeah, he was a real dreamboat. Yeah, him. yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes it, it does make a lot of sense to think about how we experience horror at a certain age and mm-hmm. how that affects us versus being a part of a thing that happens. And, like, what, but what time, what, how old do you have to be to be affected by something? Like, when's the last time you saw a horror movie? And scared the crap out of you. My 20s. 20s. I saw Dawn of the Dead remake in the yeah. theaters. I don't know what it was. That movie, I was. I walked out of that theater looking over my shoulder like I, like it was really happening. Wow. <laughs> it scared. For me, it was the fear. The fear. I told we you got, about that. Yeah. The, we have that. That's It's coming up. Yeah. It's got to come up. 
Yeah. But I'm afraid to watch it because I want to find out, was I just like in some weird headspace then? Or is it a really scary movie? But Steve, what about Insidious? Uh, no. Really? I mean, there are some startling things, but like ghost movies uh, and things like that, they'll startle me and I'll, you know, I'll be disturbed by what yeah. I see. But like, I'm not really... Like movies that make me fear for my life, that trigger a yeah. fight or flight ref, uh, reflex, are movies that are like things that can chase you or things that you can fight back. But no matter how hard you fight back, there's nothing you can do to stop. Like the thing. Yeah. The thing is a perfect example. Is it's I think it's classified as cosmic horror. Yeah. But it's something that you can witness, you can run from, mm-hmm. but at the end you can't get anywhere with it because anybody could be it, and it just. Oof. I really enjoyed that about It Follows. Have you seen that? Yeah, that was the sex one, right? Yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the you know, you have sex and you get a horrible disease, which is a ghost demon that wants to kill you, that walks very slowly. Yeah, was it like just a metaphor for gonorrhea? I think it is. <laughs> but there's something about this thing that could be anybody just coming. Yeah. And right. it's from something as innocuous as falling in love. For me, it's always demons and aliens, because there is no way to fight back. No, you yeah. can't. Like, even if there's a serial killer, I have this little tinge of me that says I could take him. Yeah. But if an alien or a demon possess your body or yeah. render you paralyzed, meh. Yeah. Demons movies always weirded me out. Like, especially the newer ones, like Drag Me to Hell. Did you ever see that not one? Not yet. Well, I'm not going to give anything away, but any of these movies, like Paranormal Activity and all these stuff. Yeah. Like, there's ghosts and demons attacking you, and you mm-hmm. you have first-hand knowledge and account of what's happening. You know for a fact it's a demon. And what do they do? They don't go to the church. They don't get a priest, which is like the two are most... Le- yeah. They always get like some psychic that their they friend knows down the street. Or even better, they go to an abandoned Catholic church that has like one scary person that turns out to also be the demon. Yeah. Like, why didn't you go during office hours or email? Yeah, just get, like, holy water and a super soaker. Yeah, or they go to, like, I really like how they go to, like, the college professor. Oh, let me pull down my ancient tomes. (laughs) Like, you don't have those on your shelf just because those are expensive. Who has that? Yeah, shouldn't that thing be in, like, a library under, like, lock and key? Yeah, it's like, well, (laughs) let me dust off this, This like, vellum binding. $10,000 book that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these pages disintegrate. <laughs> Let me use my bare hands to move these pages around. That's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so, John, do you have Pet Cemetery's description up? Yeah, actually, I do. Okay, let's hear it. It's a horror novel. Oh, this goes to the novel. I'm sorry. I was oh, while he's looking for this, this movie is usually a deal breaker on a date. Really? Yes, it is a deal breaker. What is that? Like, how does it, does it come up on first dates? It is. A lot? I made the mistake a couple times back when I was living in Atlanta. I was like, let's hang out and watch a movie. Oh. And it would be Pet Cemetery. <laughs> 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 so, Are you ready? Yes. What? Eager to start afresh, the young doctor, Lewis Creed, and his family, his wife, Rachel, their daughter, Ellie, and their three-year-old toddler, Gage, moved to their new home in the small rural town of Ludlow, Maine, alarmingly close to a busy highway. However, after the inadvertent death of Rachel's, Rachel's cherished tomcat in an awful accident, reluctantly a desperate Lewis will take his friendly neighbor's advice to bury it in an ancient Micmac graveyard, a mystical burial ground imbued with the alleged reanimating powers. 
Now, despite the terrible results and the insistent warnings from a recently deceased, tragically stricken Lewis has no other choice but to go back to the Indian Cemetery in high hopes that this time things will be different. Nevertheless, can the dead truly return from the grave? Dun-dun-dun! Lord, I hope that wasn't like the synopsis on the back of the DVD, because I just gave the entire movie away. Well, <laughs> we've been having a good time with the Supernatural episodes that we've been watching, because like, the, the description of like one and a half sentences says exactly everything that's going on, but kind of wrong. So it yeah. kind of is not correct. It describes the monster in the wrong form. Yeah, and that kind of, yeah. it's like, first of all, a ghoul is not a demon, and a demon is not a ghoul. You know, of course. I, yeah. I'm still a little bit better. Well, I'm excited to watch this, and uh, what do you guys think? Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'm going to press pause. Wait, so, John, tell us about these ratings. Well, on IMDb, IMDb, IMDb. it's doing fairly well at a 6.6. It's pretty good. It's about where we see most horror films. Yeah. Well, Rot- most good ones. Rotten Tomatoes, a 51% for critics and a 59% for what? audience. Wow. Yeah, this is odd because IMDb is usually tanking on horror movies while Rotten Tomatoes is usually a little bit above. But I feel Red State was a little low too. Well, the IMDb probably picked up a little after the response to the remake. That's possible. They probably too. went and gave it better ratings. Yeah. Yeah, when they were like, hey, the story is really like, good on this. Compared what? to the remake, this no, thing is I want Citizen Kane. And Fred Gwynn does an amazing job in this. Okay, right? I yes. want you to read to me on Rotten Tomatoes the like uh, one of the bad reviews. <laughs> okay. Gee, how will you That shouldn't find be one? too hard to find. <laughs> Reduced to its plot outlines, King's work no longer functions. Its meaning lies in the obscure tensions and anxieties that shape the fantasy, not in what happens, but why. This is the book nerd from Chicago Tribune. Dave Kerr said that. Must be true. (laughs) One of the top critics for the positives is overall the acting in Pet Cemetery is hit or miss, but when it hits it's a bullseye. Is that a positive then? Fred Gwynn. Yeah, it is definitely Fred Gwynn. And the Splattered remains of Little Gage. Oh, you just gave it away. Pet Cemetery quickly becomes a testament to the power of the female gaze on screen. What? As well as Mary Lambert's considerable skills as a director. Oh, that's right. None of the gore is exploitive, and even the death of a child is handled with empathy and respect. That's really interesting. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to this, and it's my first Stephen King one, I think, that I haven't read the book beforehand. It's so good. I can't wait it's, to read it. It's I really enjoy, the, the book is amazing. It's horrifying. I, I took yeah. a little bit of a break after the stand. I'm ready when There's we no get Harold back. There's Yeah, I feel like... I, There's not I, many Heralds in Stephen King books. God, I hope not, because I would hope no. that poor Stephen King is not haunted by such awful people... I know there's bad demons and stuff in there, but I would hate for one author to be stuck no, with people like Harold. Usually the horrible characters don't last long. They're usually religious. Yeah. Or yeah. for some reason. Or like on It, the, the, the gay bashing guys. Mm-hmm. Right. They yeah, they're not the in the bullies. story long. Yeah. Who like, are the bullies in Stephen King's past? Because like he, the bullies that he like puts in his stories are like psychotic. Yeah. 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 Well, he always said he wrote about the things that he was afraid of. Mm-hmm. So maybe being teased as a kid, he was afraid like, that there but was going to be worse. But carved the, my initials into my stuff. Like, yeah. teased in a way that you can't, like, no one's listening, no one's helping you. And I imagine that, like, I mean, it's bad enough when we were kids, when at his age, 
they didn't do anything about bullying at all, right? You just were stuck. Well, they didn't do anything about bullying when I was a kid. You they just don't really do that back. much about bullying yeah. now, to be honest. Yeah. You were told to fight back. Yeah, that, that is exactly how I was told to handle bullies. Well, you know what's a good way to handle mouth. bullies, told, in my experience, told. is to have four brothers, three of which are older and kind of crazy. No, I was always told... Very don't, effective. Don't start fights, but finish them. Mm. That's what I was always told. It was always... Oh, oh. I mean, I feel like I was pretty friendly. Phone. I didn't get into a single fight with anyone I wasn't related to in, in high school. I got into one fight in fifth grade, and I broke a kid's nose, like shattered it, and Damn. no one ever did anything against me ever again. No, it was when you were in fifth grade, not like you no, went or into was a the fifth kid grade. a fifth grader? <laughs> <laughs> this happened like three weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> we—that's actually why we're in Georgia. Long story. <laughs> no, we, were, we were best friends, and I walked him home to his mom, and I apologized. Oh no! Sorry for breaking your kid's face. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. All right, let's watch this, huh? Yeah. yeah. That kid is so cute, Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so cute. He's got big brown eyes. Well, he's about That's... to have big ground eyes. So, <laughs> so, this is something that happens a lot in movies, I feel like, especially horror movies, where people just like show up at the big fancy rich house that they bought, sight unseen, don't oh, know yeah. anything about the area. So, this particular house that they purchased, the new doctor in town... Um, it is on a two-lane road that has giant trucks going by super fast at all hours of the day or night. Like 60. Going like 60. No. Who can tell me the best? What's this, What's the character's name? The um, the main guy? Uh, Lewis Creed. Lewis Creed. Who can tell? Who can give me the best Lewis Creed? Let's go. What? You don't want to go down that oh, road. Oh, that's Judd Crandall. That's Joe yeah. Crandall. Judd. Let's hear it. Let's hear your Joe Crandall. Sometimes, Lewis. Dead is better. Okay. I, I can't beat that. So. Oh, no? I was no, like, you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I think mine comes from, uh, from South, South Park. Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, Missy. Uh, the graveyard is the place where the dead can speak. <laughs> There's, um... The movie itself is only loosely based off the book. Uh-huh. Um... Like character, entire characters and plots of mm-hmm. the of the book are completely absent. The, basically, the outline of the book is what you're watching here. Like I, I'm trying to be vague. So yeah, yeah. Going to read it, but yeah, it's still pretty cool though. It's still pretty cool. So we we've got the doctor and his B I T C H wife and his daughter How and his three year old boy named Gage. Oh, she dares. She does. Um, and uh, and sh- they have shown up at the house. Uh, on the on this busy busy road, immediately ignore the three year old and let it wander around on the road by itself. As you do. And the wonderful Randall Crane, Stephen Crane. What's the What's the guy's name? Don't laugh at me. Jed. Judd. Judd. The wonderful Judd comes and saves the baby from being killed. Introduces himself, and explains later that the creepy nice path that goes that's already like nicely uh, mowed that goes from their house. To the woods. That damn road. That that damn road. road chews up a lot of animals. <laughs> it goes to the pet cemetery, which is by their house, and that was also how we started. We started uh, the movie looking at the beautiful little handmade uh, pet cemetery yeah. things, um, markers by made by children, while children's songs and creepy poems about dead animals 
are read by children. Yes. Um, great opening, I think, for a Stephen King. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Me too. Oh, the little girl's now... The little daughter has learned about death, which I think will be useful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she will come soon. across a little bit of death. Yes. So, John, let's talk about how much you love the idea of having indoor-outdoor cats. I don't mind either way. You know what I mind? What's that? Dead cats. I've had a lot of outdoor cats, and none of them have wound up dead because of it. Except for the ones that went missing. The one that went missing. One. Yeah. But that was because we let him out right after we moved on accident. He was supposed to be in our house for six months before you let an outdoor cat out. Mm. When it knows its new home. And he got out shortly after we moved and tried to go back to his old home. That was my fault. That wasn't having an outdoor cat. Steve, do you want to tell our listeners about our cats? We had a bit of bad luck. And we basically lived on this road. Yeah. The um, In fact, the road that we lived on was very similar to that. The lawn went straight to the edge of the road. It was a two-lane road. And cars would just careen down that place. Oh, yeah. So if you were a cat and you lived outside, you could number your days on one paw. Yep. Like, you were going to die out there. Yes. Um, and so... Many, many dead cats. Sometimes dogs would come in and eat the kittens um, or kill our cats. My dog would do that, yes. Your dog would do that. Um, my dog. <laughs> Dogs are mean. Was a good boy. I had a dog get poisoned. Buster. Buddy. Was it Buddy or Buster? Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. He was the one that I finally got to have a dog for myself, and he got poisoned. Someone poisoned them. Yep. Yeah. And did you live in hell? <laughs> uh, close, Mableton. Mableton, Georgia. Yep. The guy the I know the name of the guy who did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was great of that fella. Yeah. Um, our dog Jake murdered a neighbor's dog. Yeah, but that dog. <laughs> that dog got it coming. That dog was lame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jake was a good boy. Jake was the best boy. He slept in front of my door every single night mm-hmm. to protect me from monsters. That and the vent was right in front of your door. It was, but he was a good boy. Yeah. And you know, it, even when we moved to mom's house, he would sleep in front of my door. He didn't like sleeping in the bed. But no. Except the night he di- the night before he died, he came and slept with me in the bed a little bit. It was weird. And I was like, hey, Jake, what's up? Um, and so anyway, we had many, 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 many dead animals. And here is their dead cat who made it. It's been multiple seasons. Right, it was the summer when they moved in. Yeah, it, he's starting. I guess he's a doctor that's teaching school. No, he's, he's a school doctor. He's the oh. university doctor. Which is just absolutely bananas that he can afford a house on a lake like this as a on a university doctor salary. Oh yeah, like we haven't really gone over like the house is this gigantic house that has to sit on like fifteen acres yep. of pristine wilderness. Lakefront. Yes. Yeah, lakefront, and it is amazing that. I don't it's know huge. how much they pay university and they had, doctors. He but. has a stay-at-home wife who, is, who I guess he hates and she hates him, but he's a stay-at-home wife and a maid. Yeah, Missy. What, what did you say, Steve, that she looks like a 20-year-old that's trying to act like a 50-year-old? Missy is movie? a 28-year-old pretending to be a 50-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> the actor that's playing Buster, the dad, what's his name? Lewis Creed. Lewis Creed. The actor playing him 
I don't know if it's Lewis Creed, the the person, or the character, or if it's the actor himself. Dude is totally checked out from life. Uh, yeah, you know, I've always had that problem with everybody else seems to be putting in work in yeah. this movie, and he looks like I don't know what kind of act, uh, director he was getting at that time. I need your but. eyes to be more dead. Can you look yeah. like you're thinking about anything else other than what you're doing? Yes. <laughs> you know, I know that you're in a hospital room and there's someone with a bloody brain oozing out, dying in front of you, but I want you to look like you're thinking about what you had for dinner last Tuesday. Wondering if you let the cat out some more. Yeah, so wondering if you let the cat out. But in any case, though, so the first death has happened, and that's fine. Um, the first death that we got to see was of a kid that got hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Is that foreshadowing? Uh, well, I whole, guess they're pretty shadowed. I mean, everything's not for The whole movie is foreshadowing. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, you don't want to go on that road. And so the the dead kid tells him a few things. As he's he's yes. died, his time of death has happened. But then he says, the soil of a man's heart is stonier than stonier. that of a woman's. And then he Man says the guy's and he tends to it. Yes, and then he refers to him by name. Yeah. And then he gets taken in a dream, but real life, to the uh, to the cemetery. He's sleeping in scrubs. He's sleeping in scrubs. Yeah. Which it's like, does he change into the scrubs, or does he just wear his dirty scrubs to bed? They look pretty clean, and they his, look clean. his day at work that night was bloody. Yeah. So I guess he took a shower. He's got spare scrubs. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. So now the cat's dead. Right. Long story short, it's Thanksgiving. Everyone else has left because he. I guess he's on call or something? No. He, uh, his dad, his wife's dad hates him. Oh, his yeah. wife's dad hates him. Yeah. So he's The staying. successful doctor. So instead of just having Thanksgiving on your own and saying, screw it, we're not going to hang out with you. Yeah, he, just, he stays home and she goes with, I mean she doesn't yes. look like she's up for cooking Thanksgiving dinner she looks like she doesn't want to be around him again with. yeah so your question on how much a university doctor will make yeah, yeah. at Duke University they make between 190 and 400 thousand that's Duke a year. this yeah. is like Portland State what about com- Portland Community College yeah. or whatever about 89,000 as an average. So, Maybe in, Ma- so in Maine. So $4 million estate no, is, is not going to be in his budget? Average across the country is $86,321. Okay. Top earners around 214000 Okay. So even at the top earner, he's not buying yeah. the sauce. Now, he was in Chicago. So it could be that they had family money. That's why her parents hate him. Right? His, and that, her, his, her family is rich. Yeah. I don't remember much about Lewis's family. Well, maybe that's it, that he's not from the right family, even though he's a, a, a good doctor. And they probably left Chicago because she's too shushy foo foo so she, he takes her out to this middle of nowhere. Maybe she, she bought the house. She's too what? Shishi foo foo Okay. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's like a thing. It's totally a thing. Okay. It's a Trish thing. Hey. Whatever. Let's keep watching. Okay. So the uh, the cleaning woman had cancer mm-hmm. and killed herself. Yes. And it's led to a conversation between... So the mother does not go to the funeral because she's been crying in bed yeah. for, I guess, days. Uh, Stephen King is the minister. The little girl goes to the funeral with her dad for some mm-hmm. reason um, of the maid they've had for a few months. Um, and 
she asks him later if heaven exists. Yeah. If Missy went there. And he goes on this crazy roundabout explanation. Like, oh, well, some people believe this. Some people believe that. Cut to the dead cat that's now alive because he buried it in the pet cemetery. Or outside the pet cemetery. Yeah. And the cat flashes his eyes and he's like, I do believe we go on afterwards. It's like, you needed... So basically, because you resurrected a dead cat... yeah. The movie Even doesn't really do a good job explaining, but he is, uh, in according to Stephen King, a card-carrying atheist. Yes. He does not believe in the afterlife or anything like that until yeah. that happens. And now his wife is, you know, acting up a storm in the kitchen, sobbing. Yeah. Um, listening, and it seems like she's happy because now she can believe that there's life afterwards, after death. Well, because her husband said it's okay now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. okay for her to believe now, I think, a which is nice. A woman can't believe until her husband says it's That's okay. That's right. And only what the husband says is okay. Yeah, I mean, my belief systems have really changed since we got married, right, yeah. John? Yeah. Yep, Druid, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Norse actually, mythology. Yeah. Which is weird because you're not Norse. But I have a beard. It's you true, do. he does. I'm, I've converted to Norseism. Because I grow a beard. To narcissism? I don't know what. Okay. That was... All right. Well, I think I've kind of summed up. We went to the Micmac... Micmac? Yes. The Micmac. Micmac Graveyard, yes. um, which is a thin, stony ground. Right. And then sand. And sand, With apparently. lots of loose soil. And so we walked a very long way uh, to get there while this Thanksgiving situation was going on. And the thing was said that he was warned not to do. He just remembered it at the end of it. Yeah. 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 He just, of course, who remembers everything in a dream? I know. You really. Even if one that was traumatic where the dead yeah. guy led you out to a pet cemetery. And so he's told, he's told, he asked the dude, what did we just do tonight? And he goes, oh, well, women, they think they could keep secrets, but a man's heart, you see... A man's heart is stony ground. No, man's heart is stonier. A man's heart stonier. And it's like, well, that's not an answer to the question. It's a parable. Isn't it, though? And then it turns out that his dog that came back came back wrong. Yeah. And vicious. Yeah, but... I guess, like, they really... But the dog died of old age. The dog was alive for longer, but just wasn't the same dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just a piece of shit. And then he specifically asks... What happens, and the, and the doctor with the dead eye says, what happens if you bury a person there? And he goes, and he just slams all the bottles down and goes, and uh, the bottles of beer off the off the table goes, what? Why would you do that for? It's like he had yeah. a seizure. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's a bad idea. such nonsense. That would be absolute nonsense. No one has ever thought of that before. And so after Missy has killed herself, we cut to a quick shot of the McMack burial ground. Right. Which kind of has some, it's pretty cool stack stone situation. If only you would have buried Misty out there as like a tester. To see yeah, what just happened. to like tow like, the water. Like you don't have any Can you imagine be being fine. some poor old Spencer, kill yourself because of cancer, some asshole brings you back, <laughs> so you could do what? Keep washing his sheets? Oh, yeah. I'm sure she'd appreciate it in some small form. Could she yeah. be cured of cancer? It's true. Maybe. Maybe, but wouldn't she still be in pain? (laughs) It's unclear, because I think the cat's, like, alive now. It's not that it's it's dead. It's, like, legitimately alive. Like, its neck is no longer broken, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so... So for the cat, it's alive, but kind of wrong. Yeah, and actually... So would the cancer come back angry, too? Further 
actual other incidences in this movie would lead me to believe that her cancer would be cured because there are other more oh. horrifying things that get fixed. Yeah. yeah. All right. And speaking of horrifying things, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jesus do fucking say goodbye. Sorry, that was a horrible pause Christ. moment, wasn't it? <laughs> There's just a dead baby's foot on the road. I'm pretty sure foot's in there. It's Converse commercial. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so they're having such an idyllic picnic. Yeah. No one's watching the baby. Well, the baby. Complete babies, with child neglect. They're just all oh, yeah. staring and laughing at each other as the baby's running after. Let's give a two-year-old a kite. Let's give a two-year-old a kite and not watch it long enough for it to run into the road from, like, the backyard. Yeah. They were not close to the road. Interesting way that it was shot, though, with, like, we get to see the truck at the station that it's at and the Goober driving down it and the loud music. What did you say it was, John? The Ramones. The Ramones. And he's just, just like, chubby dude that's, like, dancing and stuff like that. The official soundtrack to Running Over Children. Yeah, and then you see the little kid looking as cute as possible, looking at the truck like, ooh, me? And the truck guy trying to slam on the brakes as he, well... Was doing 90 down. (laughs) Was doing 90 and slammed into this small child. Yeah. He, uh, a pleasant way to go. Why don't they call it the Micmac Cemetery, though? Because it's not the Pet Cemetery. It's the Micmac Burial Ground. The Micmac Burial Ground. It's not part of the Pet Cemetery. I know, then why is it called Pet Cemetery? Because that's where it starts. It's catchy. I don't want to be buried. Micmac Burial Ground doesn't fit on the front of a book cover. (laughs) And Pet Cemetery with an S, because it was made all by children, as they weren't baby. Was it a backwards S? I don't think it was, but it should have been. It's like Little Rascals. <laughs> it's a pet cemetery. It's for dead pets. I didn't see that episode of Little Rascals. <laughs> it's one of the later ones. Spoilers. Okay, let's keep... Okay, kid's dead. Let's see what happens. I wonder. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He got his ass beat by that baby. <laughs> yeah. So the baby's been buried, in the pe- and not in the pet cemetery, in but Mac Mac burial ground. Um, the we got a little bit of acting from Dad. What? No. Lewis. I mean... It was he. He had a little bit of crazy eyes. But everything else has just been dead inside the entire time. I think the scene just kind of synced up to his acting style. Yeah, it's true. Of yeah. him like finally deciding that I'm going to bury this baby in a pet cemetery yeah. and dig him up. It's going to be fine. Uh, old man McRuthers has been trying to get him to... Judd. Judd. Old man Judd has been trying to... like, don't do it. The, the cemetery Everybody's sent saying, me there. don't do it. Like, the ghosts are saying, yeah. don't do yeah. it. Even the afterlife is telling him that to do it. The ghosts are saying, don't do it. The mom... The mom is, like, being haunted by her dead, creepy sister. There's a super creepy painting that keeps moving in the house, which I googled it, and it is of the sister, because it's a creepy kid with a top hat and a cane. Yeah. Um, and the cat. Yeah, it looks just like Churchill. That, that Winston Churchill is named the gray cat that gets buried in the thing and, and comes back at the beginning and is currently on the screen, which, you know, I mean, like... But the movie never explains that that's Zelda. 
It only has this creepy picture. No, well, and so, then it has Zelda saying, "Me and Gage are gonna get you." Yeah, yeah. And so the the wife is on her way, and there's all these things that are happening that she almost doesn't make it, but the ghost helps her get there with both getting to the gate of the plane, getting yeah. a car rental with a car with scraped on its side. The ghost is helping her out, making sure that happens. Yeah. But the car gets crashed, and the ghost is saying, they're trying to keep you away. So now this lady is walking, and she's gotten into a, one of the mean trucks that murdered her son. Um, she's gotten into the truck to try to make it back to the house. Meanwhile, Gage has come back. Now, Daddy knows that they come back right away, but did not decide to wait to see if Gage would get resurrected. No, so, yeah. Instead, he went home and let the... if. I mean, best case scenario, a three-year-old is now in a cemetery alone and doesn't know how to come home. But but uh, Judd had told him the other one that came back took three to four days. Ah. Well, maybe his plan was to come back and start poking or something. But anyway, that baby showed up right away. Yeah, he's not messing And around. went directly to Dad's stuff, found, the, uh, found a scalpel, and then went across the street and, uh, and went to go see hi, say hi to Grandpa Judd. Yeah, he uh, seemed to have a personal thing against Judd. Well, because Judd's the one who's been trying to stop it all because yeah. he's done it before. Because we found out that someone has brought someone back from the dead before and they but, became a murderer or something and they had to be killed. But it's Judd's fault that he's dead. It's Judd's fault that he's dead. Why? He said because they will. it's a trade-off. Mm-hmm. You put the cat in and it was his cat. Yeah, it lured the baby it, out into the road. And now it killed the son. Yeah. Yeah. So you bring back one, it takes one with it. Again, yeah. the movie didn't really explain it. That yeah. Well. It really quickly and passed. Yeah. And so Judd, I mean, he didn't establish who died for his dog to come back to life. They did not, but he was, had that rant where he's like, "It was my fault that gave." Well, yeah, it's like kind of opened up the the portal. The daughter, by the way, has the shine. Has been having yeah. all kinds of dreams. Well, I don't know if he has a, she has a shine, but she's just hearing the same ghost that the mom is. Yeah, no, she's been having dreams about yeah, all this stuff happening dude. before they but happen. But Pascal was giving, was telling her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And so, because uh, the ghost is of the dead co-ed that Pascal, got brained by, yes. yeah. So, the kid, okay, the tension that comes from, we go from the, even in the cemetery, but as soon as that little tiny hand comes up from the rocks to the death scene we just saw. Right. I can't tell if it's some like childhood trauma or if it's just that it the tension is so good of like waiting for the thing to happen because I knew what was going to happen and it still is like super intense. Achilles tendon cut, mouth cut open, neck ripped out by a toddler. Yeah, Judd kind of went out. Yeah, he's going. Uh, let's just hope he doesn't have to explain how he died in the afterlife, because <laughs> no one's going to believe him. Yeah. No, a two-year-old. You got your ass kicked by a two-year-old. You got a one-shot, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he got one-shotted by a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's messed up, but I um, I my heart is still like hurt, like like the pre- blood pressure. I think it's just from seeing this, and I would say for more than. You know, when I see other movies that I've seen that have scared me, that they still don't bring up that type of pressure in my chest of yeah. like that moment of him getting his Achilles tendon. I think it's cut. the Achilles tendon part. I think everybody instinctually know can feel that because that. that goes deep. 
Yeah. It yeah. went deep in there. And how does a baby know to cut an Achilles tendon? Because it's not the it's baby Zelda. anymore. It's not the baby. I guess it's Zelda, according to... I refuse to, to believe it's Zelda. Yeah, I know. So that's just... stupid. It is stupid, but it's certainly that haunted painting. I mean, yeah. It's the like, painting that kept moving around in the house. I thought that... I thought actually thought that was the director's like son. Oh my god! I was like in like the yeah. just it's like really maybe the director just had an ugly baby and like, the, like but the director like didn't know the baby was ugly. All right, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> oh. I don't want to be buried in the pet cemetery, guys. Oh, seems like they come on all right. So. Little kid, yeah. very effective at murder. Yeah, he's he's gotten more efficient at killing grown-ups since he died. Oh, he's super efficient. I mean, it's like yeah. one stab. It's like a doggone Navy SEAL. Yeah, man. <laughs> one stab. Come, eating faces. Come back at SEAL Team 6. Yeah. yeah, mom gets home. She gets killed immediately. Marks her. Yeah. Yep. Like, do you want to play? And he, the kid had a scalpel. And was pointing it at her when she went to go hug him. Yeah. And then he goes over there because he's called right. by the dad that suddenly doesn't hate him anymore. Um, says, Dad, did, did my daughter get her okay? And he's like, yes, she got there just fine. Totally dead in the face because he is. So he goes across the street. Right. And But he is a doctor, so he has medicine in his thing that can right. kill babies and cats. Blue medicine. He's got blue medicine, which is like, you know, just a normal thing to have in the house. Probably Windex. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, he practices by giving the cat a steak. But the thing about, I didn't think about this as we were watching it, but who just has a T-bone? Like a, and it's, it's not... It's not cooked. It's not frozen. It's just some broad well, T-bone. I don't think it's that out of the Considering house. that they were packing up that house and moving back to Chicago, it is kind of odd that he has a, a gigantic T-bone. <laughs> it looked like he just got it from yeah. the butchers. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty wild. So he's got a T-bone. They throw the cat. The cat gets hit. He captures the cat. And then they, I think they just killed a real cat. Because it looked like they gave that cat actual That cat would put on a better performance than the actual star of the <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, like, the yeah. worst actor in the entire movie was the star of the movie. Yeah. Um, who maybe that was the direction he was supposed to have was Dead Eyes. But I saw a lot of other pictures of him. Dude has dead eyes. Well, like, maybe. he just doesn't... Like a doll's eyes. Like a doll... Well, no, like a doll. Like a dull doll. Like, like not he just even, came back from the pet cemetery. You know, maybe. So his wife uh, is hung in front of him mm -hmm. while his baby attacks him and is biting him and doing a real good job. The baby is working. No animals in any way were harmed during the making of this film. Well, that's good to know. Of course they'd say that. No one gets sued. There was a lot of dead cat situation. <laughs> so, so the end of the film, of course, he kills his kid. He burns down the house. Yeah. But he takes his dead wife back to the cemetery because she was dead less time this time. Right. And the weird thing about it is, like, when she comes back, her nails are totally destroyed. Right. Like and, she had to claw her way out or something. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, her eye is, like, gushing. Yeah, because it was dug out. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, when the baby came back, he got hit by a Mack truck. 
Yeah. You know, he should have been like but He got sewn up by the coroner and stuff. But the cat wasn't sewn There's up. There's no cats, coroner on this earth that could sew up that baby. The cat's, <laughs> the cat's like neck had been snapped around and two and stuff like that, and it was fine. It's magical. Bring you back to life. It can kill I know. what ails you. I know. So, like, why did she have gushy eye? That is a good point. Maybe because she was so fresh. So he was so excited. Yes, that's why he thought it would be better. He gives her a bit. He's making out with her. Which the thing is, like, if it was clear that he actually liked his wife, much less loved her, it would make sense why he did it. Yeah, he seemed to hate her. The ghost tried movie. to stop her. Or just be indifferent her. towards her. Like, no, yeah. it worked this time. I mean, at least it made sense that he kind of liked his own kid because it was cute. Yeah. Never really got that. No. I don't think he liked anything. Mm-mm. People no, he didn't. or activities or anything. No. Nope. And so it was a very bizarre kind of thing. I'm very interested in seeing the, pet, the next Pet Cemetery. So Pet Cemetery 2 or the remake? The remake. I'm more interested in seeing Pet Cemetery 2. They both sound like disappointment. Yeah. But I want to see them both. Well, here's the thing. I want to read Pet Cemetery. Is Pet Cemetery 2 based off of another book of Stephen no. King? So no, you said that this no. one's just loosely based off. Of yeah, this it's 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 loosely. the idea. It's the idea, but it's, not like. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in that book that would be very difficult to put in a movie. Yeah, that's the problem with books when you can't put yeah. inner dialogue. Well, like reading the um, what's it called? Reading The Shining, right? And you actually get to see. Like Jack's dialogue, inner dialogue. Like, it's really amazing to see that he actually does love his son. He does all these things that are, like... He does a lot of things where, like, you can see him devolve into madness. But his last moment of sanity is to, like, hit himself in the head with a hammer to stop himself from hurting his son. You know? And I think that that's something that's quite beautiful, of course. But it is interesting to me to, to get this sort of, like, representation of father... That is not the best dad. Right. In Stephen yeah. King. And here we got the dad who is, I don't know, it's hard to tell if it's the owner or not, or owner. It's hard to tell if it's the intent of this guy to be this way or not. Oh, no, because I don't actually remember seeing him in anything else. I never no, went through I mean, a few I was looking through all those movies, and like, I remember seeing him in Elvis and thinking that <coughs> Elvis had dead eyes, but. I mean, I, I mean, he was on drugs the whole time, so... Like, that dude looks like he survived some sort of, like, massive psychological trauma. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's just... Or a lobotomy. Or a lobotomy. He's got, he's got a thousand-yard stare. Now you're going like to just got bad back from the army. turns out that he had a lobotomy and, and against his will as a child, and this is how... Well, if he had a lobotomy as a child against his will and he ended up becoming a star actor, I would be like, good for you. I wouldn't you. say star oh, actor. I mean, he, he became an actor. He went through a lot. <laughs> he is a star of this movie. He is top billing. <laughs> he does have top billing. I think Oof. the cat is because if you look at the image here, it's just the cat. Yeah. The cat does the best And job. a dude holding a dead person. The cat and the two-year-old are the best actors. Well, besides Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Oh, so Fred good. Fred Gwynn stole that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I forgot the actors Fred Gwynn the cat and the baby yeah the baby <laughs> the baby did an amazing job I forgot who that's played that's an actual baby that's doing an amazing job acting I forgot who played Judd Crandall in the remake yeah. uh, oh, I'll have to look that up yeah 
Yeah. I haven't seen the remake yet, but do you, did you think it was better? The remake's stupid. Oh, yeah? It, Why? It's a stupid movie for stupid people. Oh, wow. It is so bad. Does it dude. try to base itself off more of the book? Or no, it... it tries to base itself off like, oh, we can switch up the story and freak y'all out. Oh. No, and it doesn't. Does someone get their Achilles tendon cut? Hey, the, the kid who plays Jade or Gage looks just like the kid who plays Gage in this one. Oh. I mean, you pick a two-year-old with blonde hair. Yeah. John is played by John Lithgow. That's right, yeah. And now I want to see it more. Yeah, you're, you're going to Both of you going to call me and you're going to say, listen, we should have listened to you. This, this movie is the reason why I don't believe in humanity anymore. A stone... A man's heart's it's, full of stone rocks and, it is and alligator so tails. It is so bad. Like, I watched it. Me and Sam watched uh-huh. it. And we were actually angry. Why is there a character named Dogface? <laughs> what? Is it called what? There's a character named Dogface, made by, named, or played by a kid named Maverick Fortin. Okay. His character is Dogface. Let's do a quick... His actual name is Maverick? Okay, yes. let's do a quick Bruce Bruce. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am drinking Hoplanta from Atlanta Brewing Company. Nice. Uh, I'm drinking a Sweetwater, I think. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was their water. Easy IPA. Another Georgia yeah. beer. John I... is not a fan of Sweetwater, by the way. I haven't had too I much haven't had one yet. I had one of those. Mm. No, I was talking about that one. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't had too much myself. I had another one of John's beers, a lemon, a lemon beer that he made for our wedding. Um, and so that was our Brewers Brews. It was very quick Brewers Brews. And I would like to do a quick Gross's Corner. I think I know what Stevens is. Yeah, man. My, mine is when Denise Crosby comes in all looking messed up and Lewis Creed makes out with her and her eyes leaking all over his face and going down into his mouth. Oh. His and mouth hole had eye juice. He went in it. tongue in. For oh, that he kiss. was like all in. He was that was the most her. acting he did. That I think that was probably movie. the first time he got to kiss her that movie. I don't think they kissed uh, the entire just movie. He's like in his contract or something. Yeah, he's like got to get some tongue, and this yeah. is like they're like, okay, no, dude, that was in Denise sorry. Crosby's. <laughs> I <laughs> have to one. kiss that man. It's gonna be <laughs> once, and I've got to have goo. <laughs> Honey, what was your grossest corner? Oh, that is tough. I would say the suit. Coming in with his pulsating brain. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I think that the anxiety and pain that I still feel over the Achilles tendon, it's not really gross. Yeah, it is. When the scalpel goes in, like oh yeah, when it goes, it goes in deep. It goes to like to the ankle deep. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do with that. That's the one that had the most visceral thing because like you could wipe off goo on your face, but you can't unscalpel your Achilles tendon. Uh, That should be on a bumper sticker. Yeah, you can't unscalpel your Achilles tendon. (laughs) Well, uh, I think we've got Gross's corners and Brewers brews. I think we probably need to uh, wrap up because I'm tired. Well, I'm a <laughs> sleepy boy too. I know. Old well, Steve's got to go home, um, and and rest yourself. Yes. Um, and uh, thank you so much for being our guest host, Steve. My yeah. pleasure. All thank right. Thank you again. Hello again from the future and the past. That again. Yes, we're doing the same thing. We're we're recording this at the same time as we recorded the ending of the last podcast, though this is going to come out a week after. Yeah. 
We're recording. The, man, I try not to think about that stuff. Time and yeah, like time it's, is just a human construct, man. It is a flat circle, man. Everything has no beginning and no end. Everything so, already happened. It has already happened. So uh, today we have to figure out what we're going to watch next. Yes, because we're going back to the Shutter Essentials. Shutter Essentials. So we go Stephen King. Next is Shutter Essentials. Shutter Essentials. Yes. Now to recap. I said that weird. To recap, we watched The Beyond. Yeah. And we watched Mandy. Yes. Was there another no, one? Oh. Well, Mandy was, was that a Shutter Essential? Yeah, oh, that yeah. was a Shutter Essential. Yes, there is one more that we had done. That I can't remember. I can't remember. We've, I've started a Google map, a Google thing of what we've been watching. Well, um, I can open that up and if you want to edit, can. Let's open that up and I can edit it out. Okay. Let's look it up. Maybe people, people can create it. You know, if we become famous, people will create a wiki for us, and that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And instead of me having to take and like take note, because I haven't looked at it since I made it. Okay, we did the Beyond. The Beyond. And then we did. Because Hardy thinks we might have only gone through one or two cycles because of how long the stand was. Yeah, that's it. The yeah. Beyond, and then Mandy. Yeah. Because we did. Well, we Beyond. had a couple. Yeah. Then we did one from my past. Then we did the top rated. Yep. And then we just did a bunch for the wedding. Yeah, we just did a bunch and of fun we ones. Went back to Stephen King and did that. Yeah, so. yeah. So we're back in the regular stuff, yeah, in the good so. times. And so let's go ahead and look at the stuff. First of all, we've got a new one with five pumpkin or five pumpkins, <laughs> five skulls. It's called Pumpkinhead. Yes, I remember this well vaguely enough to know that I watched it. Back yeah. in 1988. Ed Harley invokes an evil demon known as Pumpkinhead to avenge the death of his son. Okay, let's keep looking. We've got Carnival of Souls. Which I've seen. A woman begins seeing mysterious ghostly figures following her after a car crash. Yeah, that's a pretty well-known classic. A messiah of evil. A young woman heads to a mysterious seaside town in search of her faja. And one of the great thingamabobs. Okay. The little girl who lives on the lane, who lives down the lane. From 77. I was like, what dark it's secrets? Oh, I remember seeing this one last time. That sounds interesting. Yeah, because a lot of these are returning. Yeah, Manhunter is that Hannibal Lecter one. Yep. Burnt Offerings. In the 70s classic, a family rent a home for the summer only to find themselves in the grips of a terrifying evil. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Near Dark from Master Director Body Blah. It's a vampire essential. Okay. We have seen the previews for that twice. City of the Dead. Uh, the Night of the Living Dead we just watched, which could have no, been a Shutter Essential. We didn't. We watched Return of the Living did Dead. Did we not watch it? Did we watch this recently, John? No. We haven't watched Maybe it. Maybe I watched this in my house re- not when I was living alone. There's Creep Show. That's that's a series. We yeah. We do that differently. By the way, I think we should really watch... Um, there's a the, that like American Horror Story-like yeah. thing... Like, there's some really cool... They seem like fun one-offs that we could do if we don't have enough time to do a full episode. We could just start kind of peppering those in. That's possible, too. Okay, Day of the Beast. A rogue priest goes on a twisted spree to prevent the apocalypse in this horror comedy essential. Well, I do like a horror comedy. Nosferatu, Black Sunday, A Vengeful Witch. Okay, The Ring Again, The Day of the Dead. Okay, Hellraiser. Uh, Satan's Slave was the Indonesian one. There's Ginger Snaps. The Changeling... Mandy, amazing. Wish I could watch it again. There's Revenge. The Halloween. Oh, that might be good to watch. Original Halloween, the original Texas Chainsaw. Oh, Black Christmas. Christmas. We should save that for near the holidays. I can't holidays. wait to see that for the holiday. In the beyond, let's watch. Uh, let's watch the preview for Black for Halloween. 
Wow. What do you think about watching Halloween? I don't think they have a trailer on Shutter for it. No? Doesn't look like it. They have one well, for Well, here we go. They have one for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you know what? I can just pull up right now on my phone. On I my wonder computer. if there was never an official trailer for the original Halloween. Didn't see it, and we watched this one, and then yeah. we are ripe with reboots and that's the yeah. newest one. Yeah. We are ripe with reboots and sequels. Yeah, Halloween. And you know what? what? When did it come out? In 1960? Okay, what's up? Uh, it's 78. It's when you were born! I love the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Oh, yeah? I'm. When did those come out? Oh, it would have been the mid-2000s? Like 2010, 2012? But you know what? Mm-hmm. Almost everybody hates them, but I think they are wonderful. Okay, so there's a couple trailers here. One says that it is the Halloween 4K re-release trailer. Oh, yeah, because that's on... Maybe uh, that's ooh. the one that we get for... Well, oh, we're watch Here's the Halloween 1978 original movie okay. trailer. I think that's apropos. Let's watch this. Visit the Google oh, store no. to discover the new Nest oh, Cam. It's battery-powered and weather-resistant to work out... We just did. Here you go. Rated R. Of course. It's Halloween. Did they even have those ratings back in the day? Yeah, of course. The one. The only. The classic. classic. Halloween. I didn't know it was a classic on the original movie. Yeah. Halloween night. Ooh. A small American town. It's playing on my computer, so I wonder if it's like going to be illegal for us to do this. What? It's playing on the computer so it can hear it. Oh, we're, we're watching in the trailer from the mask. Was this before or after the original Friday the 13th? After. Okay. What about the second Friday the 13th? I think it would have been the same year. Oh, there's the little kid with a knife. I think Friday the 13th came out in 77. Got a cop. another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was pure oh, no. simply... Pure oh, evil. No, I was incorrect. What's that? The first Friday the 13th came out in 1980. Oh, oh. This was two years prior. Okay. But it's not a co-ed killer and it's not a camp killer. This is just a let me kill my sister killer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. I think the the reason I love like one of the things that people hated about the Rob Zombie films that I love yeah. is it gave him a background. Oh yeah. A story. I thought the story was that like he is the seventh son of the seventh son yeah. of the crushed thing. But it gave like more of it had it took into consideration his teenage years and in an asylum. Oh and yeah. It, and they made him massive. Because he's not immortal, is he? <laughs> no, but... He, but Yeah, I don't know if that's ever delved into. Cause I like, thought he was an immortal being, too. Halloween, oh, no! Halloween movies take a weird twist. Mm-hmm. Where I think it's like the third one. Yeah? It's not... Mike Myers. Or oh, it's the like, second one that's not, because they did, like, didn't they do that where it was, like, they did a... Oh, Halloween 3 is, like, The Witches or something? Yes, Halloween 3. Yeah. I'm, we gotta watch that. That Season sounds, like, fun. Witch. And it has nothing to do with Mike Myers, and they're like, no, oh, we it, can't just make it, a like, a series. Like They wanted to make it, like, a pulp series. Yeah, and then Halloween 4 didn't come out to, for six more years. After wow! Like... Or at the same time that there's just Friday the 13th is just every single year. I think year. that's why they, they went back to yeah. the well, because they're like, Friday the 13th is doing great. Yeah, and Freddy Krueger started. Man, those are great bell bottoms she's wearing. And then there's five, and then the curse, and the H2O, and the, the resurrection. Compass International release. Okay. 
That was nice. I yeah. like that. I like that. Well, that's what we're watching, huh? Yeah. Halloween. You want to put that on the list so we don't forget? I will put it on the list. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, that's pretty cool. What I'm interested in, like, it's kind of like the picture of that's on the actual screen right now is of a hand and a knife holding a knife and a, I guess a side of a pumpkin. Yeah, because it was Halloween, because it would be a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, because there's all these jack-o'-lanterns and stuff in the original trailer. So, this the year is 1963, the night, Halloween. Police are called to 34 Lampkin Lane, only discovered that 15-year-old Judith Myers has been stabbed to death by her six-year-old brother, Michael. After being institutionalized for 15 years, Myers breaks out in the night before Halloween. No one knows, no one wants to find out what will happen on October 31st, 1978, besides Myers' psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis. He knows Michael's coming back to Haddonfield, but by the time the town realizes it, it'll be too late for many people. Are you excited? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a classic um, stalker. I can't think of the word now. Slasher film. Your butt film. Ha. That's so funny. Well, John? Hilarious. I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. The future, we'll watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But you know what I really want to do is... And that one is ripe with sequels and reboots as well. It is. But I would really like to to watch this. So this is kind of... It's not really based on Ed Gein, but it's like the concept of Ed Gein. Yeah. And so I would really like to read this book called Depraved that was recommended by um, Last Podcast on the Left before I do that. Okay. It sounds like it's a good book. I don't. I'm playing with my wristband. All right, everybody. There's only two <laughs> things left to do. Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.